So Hasty will join us. Uh, Hasty also got some national acclaim. It was Masters weekend. He's the play-by-play voice of the Tigers high A affiliate, the West Michigan Whitecaps. And he decided to mix in a Jim Nance-like commentary on baseball that normally is reserved for the Masters. Hello, friends. A beautiful Saturday afternoon in Comstock Park. This is inning number seven. Still in the front nine, if you will. Eric Pinales hails from San Cristobal. It's about 30 kilometers from Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. Right now looking at a pitch from about 60 feet, 6 inches. No idea how that one stayed out. Struggled a lot in 2022 with his control. A fine hit, deep to left center. Off the wall. Lucas Dunn into second base. Exquisite. A one out double here in the seventh. An excellent approach to that hit. Patient, able to line it up, deposit it into left center field. Got it into the short grass out there. <laughs> Aren't you happy that doesn't sound like that every single day? <laughs> and that was Dan Hasty. Is that Jake the Wonder Boy? What's his first name, Superfly? Nate. Nate Wangler, right? I call him Jake the Wonder Boy. Now, Hasty and someone from Sports Illustrated picked this up, and, and it went viral, and they talked about it, and it's really well done. But I will tell you, and Hasty will join us in a moment, I hadn't heard it. Superfly put it up on my computer, and I thought Nate coming in with the drops like the on-the-course reporter at the Masters, that was awesome. And Hasty did a great job. Matter of fact, they should have called the entire game like that. Masters weekend, that should be a tradition like no other with the West Michigan Whitecaps. And they could wear, like, green uniforms and all the ushers have green jackets. Those guys put the green jacket on, right, with the Whitecaps logo, Tigers logo. Yeah, and they can all pretend like they're major leaguers, where you got a lead in the ninth and you blow it. Let's go talk to Dan Hasty. He is standing by. I love Jake the Wonder Boy. Excuse me, Nate uh, the Wonder Broadcaster. Uh, his on-the-field reporting was phenomenal. That's well done, Dan. Good job. Good to talk to you, Bill. No, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, we, we kind of had that idea the night before, and it was a joke at first, and then all of a sudden we just kind of looked at each other and we were like, should we actually try that? Should we do that? And so my initial idea was to do an entire half inning, and Nate made the point, my broadcast partner, Nate Wangler, he ended up saying, you know, if our pitcher starts to, like, walk the ballpark, whoever it is, 
you're going to be up a creek without a paddle. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. So we decided to stick it out from one at bat, and it was literally just the perfect length. It was. I, I think it's a tradition like no other, but uh, Sports Illustrated gave you coverage. Uh, you two do a good job, and Nate has really grown into a broadcaster from the green child he was when he began under your tutelage with the West Michigan Whitecaps and Tigers high affiliate. Uh, Dan, I, I did want to bring you on. I'm watching this team right now, and the reality is they have probably half the roster that doesn't belong in the big leagues. They don't have one guy you can give the ball to and say, get an out or go get a W uh, if he's in the rotation. I'm really trying to figure out moving forward what A.J. Hinch and Scott Harris and uh, the rest of this team has got to do to try and just write things and, and, and go out there with somebody who can help you get W's. I think to a point, I mean, we knew that this year was going to be that year that Scott Harris needed, or at least claimed that he needed to take inventory. So I I guess we'll allow him to do that. I mean, of course, when you start the way the Tigers have started this season, I mean, I guess if nothing else, one thing you don't want is the idea of false hope. You don't want to look at your team and say, What's the ceiling for these guys? Is it 75 wins? Is it 80 wins? Any of that probably works as a detriment to the long-term future of the Detroit Tigers, all things considered. So, you know, do do you really want guys breaking out and making you think that they're long-term solutions at certain spots when they're not going to be that? I mean, so I think, you know, of course it's not fun. It's not easy to watch what the first handful of games of the Tigers this season look like. But at least they're getting the answers that I think fans believe they should be getting. I mean, I think they're going to be getting closer to, to weeding out the right people based on if things continue to go in winter. Dan Hasty, talented play-by-play voice for Masters Golf Radio Network yeah. with uh, Nate the Wonder Boy as his sidekick and also the high A affiliate for the Tigers of West Michigan. My Whitecaps. I had Vanderwall in studio a couple of days ago, and right around Memorial Day, sometime in June, he thinks that you're going to need to dip down into the minor leagues and figure out who in your system could be major leaguers. Dan, I know with your Road to Detroit podcast and everything you've done, and also being the voice of the Tigers' high affiliate of the West Michigan Whitecaps, uh, beyond what they have on the Major League roster right now, which that team is right there with the A's as the worst in baseball, who down on the farm between double-A, because you can't really dip into A and get anybody who's going to help you in the same year in the big leagues, who at double-A or triple-A could be getting some Major League service come early summer to see if they're a potential big leaguer? For what it's worth, I did hear that conversation with John Vanderwall. He used to be the Whitecaps hitting coach once upon a time, and I thought that was a really, really good conversation between the two of you. But, you know, I heard him saying he thought, you know, Green and Torkelson were, were going to hit. He was happy with what he saw from those guys, and no, no surprise there. I mean, they were hitting the tar out of the baseball, so there's nothing reason. Nothing there, but as it pertains to the farm, I mean, you've got a couple guys. I mean, of course, we've been talking about Austin Meadows a lot. Well, you know, his younger brother Parker hit his second home run for Toledo last night. He's off to a good start in Toledo, which I think is a big deal. 
the fact that he's adapting to that level quickly. I mean, he's always had these growing pains at all these levels, and he's now showing that he doesn't have those anymore. He's at the age and at the place in his career where he's not suffering that huge learning curve. And, of course, he'll get that when he gets to the big leagues. But I'm really encouraged by his start. I think Justin Henry Malloy has looked really, really good for Toledo with, with this ability of hard contact, but also uh, patience at the plate. I mean, the Atlanta Braves just seemingly pull up another guy every single other, you know, every other week that go in and contribute. Justin Henry Malloy was going to be one of those guys for the Braves this year, and that's why the Tigers made him a priority in the Joe Jimenez trade. So I don't think it'll be long until we see him wearing a big league uniform. And then if you want to go a level lower, Colt Keith is, in my opinion, the most talented offensive player in the entire minor league system. He is doing things at the high A level last year as a 19-year-old and now at the double A level as a 20-year-old that the guys just don't do. I mean, we hadn't seen that since Riley Green. He just became a top 100 prospect in Major League Baseball. So those three, I think, are probably the closest to making an impact this year. Cole Keith, probably about that same time, if he keeps tearing it up at double-A Erie, he, he gets that move up to Toledo, I would think, you know, sometime early summer. I think so. I think, you know, last year, one of the things that we learned with this new front office is that they are not afraid to move guys if they feel like they're ready, even if they haven't been at a specific level for very long. We were talking about Parker Meadows. He started last year in West Michigan. Granted, it was his third season, but you could tell that things finally clicked for him. He started mashing a bunch of homers. I think he had like six, seven homers in three weeks. So, he only spent three weeks in West Michigan, and then he was on his way to double and that's where he spent the remainder of his season. So they can have a, a short audition at the level they're at. So just because, you know, Cole Keith injured his shoulder and missed most of last season's second half, well, even if he goes to double-A and he's only there for three weeks, if he turns the cover off the ball, guess what? He's going up, and all of a sudden now you've got three potentially legitimate long-term everyday position players waiting at the triple-A level. His name is Dan Hasty, talented play-by-play voice of the Tigers High affiliate, the West Michigan Whitecaps, joining us on the Rose Tumber guest line, talking Tigers minor league system, the big league team, and also high A West Michigan. Who's standing out early for the Whitecaps that could be a future Tiger? Well, I mean, right now the Whitecaps have a couple of the Tigers' top prospects. Jace Young, he's the number two Tigers prospect. He was the Big 12 player of the year a couple of years ago. He's off to a really good start. He's a left-handed second baseman, and he just matches the ball. And offensive second basemen are hard to find. So excited to watch what he can do as he develops this year. He's a college kid, so you're expecting him to have some success pretty much right out of the gate this year. Meanwhile, a couple of the other kids that are a little bit younger because we were expecting to see Jackson Job, the Tigers' top prospect, wear a Whitecaps uniform this year. Ended up with a back injury. He's out for a while. Who knows if we're going to see him. I think it'd be a bonus if we see him at all this season, to be perfectly honest with you. But think about a couple of the other guys. Isaac Pacheco, he's a big-time prospect. He's a top 15 guy, top 10, depending on where you read it. But he's a third baseman in West Michigan. He is a mountain of a man. I mean, he's six foot five, two hundred and thirty-five pounds, and he's got the deepest voice you've ever heard on a twenty-year-old kid. So I actually had him do a James Earl Jones impersonation. He did the Field of Dreams sketch on our road to Detroit last year. 
But he's there, and then on top of that, there's a 19-year-old, our youngest player, and that was the international free agent the Tigers signed a couple of years ago with all that power, Roberto Campos. Nobody really knew where he came from, but he's still trying to figure it out. But he, when he makes contact, Bill, I'm telling you, it's really exciting. This is a guy that hit a ball last year down in Lakeland over 120 miles per hour. I mean, this guy has Giancarlo Stanton-level contact ability. Now it's just about finding a way that gets him to tap into more of that. Daniel, always a great conversation with you, talking baseball, Masters Golf. Congrats on getting the viral uh, salute out there from Sports Illustrated. That was awesome. Uh, Tell Nate uh, he's improving every day. If he keeps it up, he'll be a double-A Erie before Memorial Day. Well, that's good. I mean, he's ready to move up. I think he's gotten enough seasoning at this level. Yeah, uh, you don't want to move him up too fast. We don't want to call him Nate Torque. That's important. You don't want you don't want to have that thing bottom out before it gets too late. You want to keep yourself in good shape, and you don't want to mess it up. So, do you, do, do, do you want to do? Yeah, thanks a lot, buddy. Do you want to have a couple of hit records, or have one song that makes it right? <laughs> <laughs> 